0: Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Wednesday, February 15th, and we are here trying to help you answer financial questions, whatever they may be. Could be that uh, you've got a retirement question, education question, maybe you're trying to buy a house and mortgage rates are coming down a little bit. Um, Not so much that you should get so excited, but whatever it is that you think is kind of cooking up there in your brains, we'd love to help you out. And here's how we help you out. We ask you to go to our website, jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button. Do let us know if you'd be willing to come on the air. And uh, while you're there, you can check out all the cool content that we have. We've got a lot of stuff going on in the blog, and we've got a radio show, and you can look at old TV appearances, and we've got a resources section. So you might want to check all of that out while you're on the website. And of course, you would probably be interested in knowing that I have a new book out. How would you know that? Oh, wait, because I talk about it every day. The Great Money Reset is available. You can buy it right through our website. Pick wherever you want to buy that book. And uh, we got it for you. Got all the links right there. Okay, so today we are joined by listener David, who is on the line from Pittsburgh. Hi, David. How are you?
1: Good. Thank you for uh, accepting the request I submitted. Of to course. Be able-
0: of course. Tell me about what brings you to us today.
1: So, I am 44, my spouse is 43, we have a 7-year-old and a 4-year-old, both daughters. The 4-year-old originally in 2020 was diagnosed with lymphoma, so we've gone through chemo, um, had really positive response to that, but late in her treatment last year, things I'd say went sideways. Um, So the wonderful staff at children's hospital here in Pittsburgh decided that they wanted to do follow-up genetic testing on her. Um, Cause typically you know, she was 18 months. So you don't get cancer at 18 months. That's mm-hmm. atypical. And um, the genetic testing came back, um, I'd say back in August, which then led to us having to go and meet with the only specialist that the United States has at a, down at Johns Hopkins back in December. And, she has a very rare genetic disorder which, you know keeps her susceptible to relapses of cancer, but it's also neurological and immunological. So probably by the age of ten she will be wheelchair bound..
0: I'm oh, um, so sorry.
1: So I mean, we live in a, a pretty good suburb of Pittsburgh. Um, has one of the best school districts in the state of Pennsylvania. And the intent is to try and stay here, um, especially for the seven-year-old who, she has no understanding of what her sister's, you know, ultimate diagnosis is at this point. Mm -hmm. So we live in a two-story, 100-year-old house. It's definitely not wheelchair acceptable. Both my wife and I are working full-time. So we know in the next several years, we definitely have to upgrade to a single-story house, you know, ideally a ranch, or possibly even worse, look to find something else in this in our area, buy the property, bulldoze it, and build a single-story house. Mm-hmm. And we've been working with a financial advisor. The individual is not a certified CFP since roughly 2013. Initially, there was a lot of push from him um, on insurance options, which I will say, like, we both were doing our, you know, I do 401k because I'm in the corporate world. My wife is in the, works for the federal government, so she's in their thrift savings plan. We had a pretty good understanding of what, you know, the way the stock market works, bonds, money market accounts, but not a lot on the insurance. That individual's gone silent now for about two years. We also have a brokerage account through that firm. We don't have a, 529 plan on the seven year old in 2019. The recommendation was not to go down the path of 529 in the event that she chose not to go on to secondary education, that you know, potentially all will lose all the money. So, we're pushed in the direction of signing up for insurance on her to try and use that as an investment method.
0: So you have – wait a second. Let me interrupt for a second. I need to ask you a few very specific questions. So the seven-year-old, you purchased an insurance policy on her life? Yes. How much is um, the death benefit of that insurance policy? That's, by the way, crappy advice, but okay. But we're not going to undo it. I mean I'm going to be able to undo it, but don't worry about it.
1: I thought it was was like several hundred thousand dollars. I'm trying – I can't – located.
0: Okay. I'm sorry. And there's probably some cash value in it, but it's probably some sort of weird permanent insurance with some cash value and you're putting money in and it's okay. We'll get you out of that. That's that's going to be easy to do. All right. Now, how much is in the brokerage account?
1: So in the brokerage, um, 151 in mutual funds, and then there's a $10,000 money market portion of it.
0: Uh-huh. And what about other cash on hand?
1: In my so in my spouse's you know account that she had prior to marriage, that one we're sitting at one seventy.
0: And is that a brokerage account or like real cash account?
1: That is a just a PNC bank account. Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. Got it. Keep going.
1: And then in the bank that I have mine, we typically the way we do our finances is mine's direct deposit, and we typically pay almost all of our living expenses out of the bank account I've had since since my paper route in the early 1990s. Okay. Um, so they're sitting in there that's probably about 10 to 20, depending on where you are in the month. So. Okay.
0: Okay. That's fine. What about, you said the house, what's the house worth, would you guess?
1: So according to Zillow, it's estimated at $272,000.
0: Okay. Let's say 270. And what's the outstanding mortgage amount on it?
1: Uh, currently, we are at sixty thousand at three and a half percent.
0: Let's talk about how much money do you earn, David?
1: Uh, so my base is about one hundred twenty-five with potential bonus every year with this employer.
0: And what about your wife?
1: Uh, she's at one hundred twenty-two per year.
0: And will she be entitled to a pension?
1: There is something that's similar to a pension um, okay. where she can retire at fifty-seven and a half. There is a certain percentage paid out based on her the three no, the three high tiers. Yeah. Do you know um, what that
0: number is about?
1: No, she was not able to locate that, though.
0: Okay, that would be a good piece of information for us to have. Uh, how much money do you guys have in your retirement accounts right now? So you've got um, a 401k through work?
1: Right. So from my prior employer up through 2020... Uh, I'm sitting at five hundred ninety-six thousand dollars there, which was a blend of Roth and traditional. Uh, my current employer is Vanguard at thirty-six thousand, where that's blended more towards the Roth than the traditional.
0: Okay.
1: And her TSP is sitting at about four hundred and sixty thousand, but that's all traditional.
0: Um, what about insurance on your own lives? Do you have that in place?
1: Yes. So I can start reading you the different statements from the insurance.
0: I'm already scared because already I'm worried that this is all like some, you know, crazy, you know, massive number of insurance policies. First on your seven-year-old, then you and then your wife and then something else floating around. Is that sort of what I'm guessing? Is that about right?
1: That would sum it up. Yep. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay. Do you have any part of your insurance that's term life insurance? Yes. Okay. How much is term?
1: Um, so on me, there's one statement for a million. There's another statement that looks like not as much as that million. Then on my wife, one million on that statement. Then the rest of it looks like it's whole.
0: Okay. In those whole life policies, are you still putting money into them or not?
1: Yes, they come out of that, uh, the money market that's linked to them. You know, some will go into that and then some will go into that brokerage account.
0: Okay. So here's the deal. This is not the right financial person for you guys. That's number one. let Let me go back even before that. First of all, I am just so sorry. This is a horrible, horrible story. And I'm going diving into the numbers and doing that without actually like holding your hand and saying that like, this is awful. And we are so sorry to hear this terrible news for you guys, um, for the four-year-old, for the seven-year-old, for you and for your wife, these crazy things that happen in life, they are just out of the blue sometimes. And I know that, um, when you have this kind of period in your life where life is sort of throwing up, you know, like everything feels like out of control, Um, we and I specifically can very much focus on the numbers, but I want to just let you know that we are putting our collective arms around you because this is an awful thing that you've had to endure and you will continue to endure, I think. How is the four-year-old feeling right now?
1: She's doing good. I mean, part of the, you know, the treatment for that underlying condition is that we give her weekly injections at home that boost up her immunity. So, Um, Once we wrapped up, she wrapped up chemo back in September of last year, things definitely improved health-wise.
0: Okay. All right. Well, this sucks. So let's do some easy stuff out of the gate. You need a new advisor, okay? You need somebody who can really work with you guys through some of this. I think that you should be able to do the things that you're hoping to do you know, within the next few years, meaning I think that you should be able to sell the house. I think you should be able to move to a ranch. If you were to upgrade and, you know, just give me like a, throw a number out there, what you think it would cost you to buy the home without building it? Cause that's just a pain in the ass also. What do you think it would cost you?
1: Probably four to four fifty is what I'd guess in this neighborhood. Okay.
0: okay. Got it. I mean, listen, you have a lot of equity in your house, so you can put the two two hundred or two hundred ten thousand dollars down and you'll finance the rest you'll pro and, and I don't know if you should do this immediately because are, are things fine right now in terms of being in this house
1: yeah I mean that's the, the downside is the doctors cannot they can't tell us if everything's really going to go south when she turns six or maybe it'll be closer to 10. um. Okay.
0: But you want to be prepared. So I think what should happen right now is I think that we want to stockpile cash. I mean, the 170 in your wife's bank account, fantastic. So here's what you're going to stop doing. You're going to stop paying for any life insurance. Just stop. Uh, Not your term. Your term is great. But that permanent insurance, both on your seven-year-old and for you and your wife, those whole life policies, stop putting money in there. That's an absolute No way, no how. How much money are you guys contributing into your current plans? Are you maxing out your current plans, or are you putting less than the twenty two thousand five hundred?
1: Before they adjust, before the IRS made that adjustment, I was pretty close on mine.
0: Okay,
1: I believe my, I believe my spouse, she was pretty close to hers too. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, I would, I would think about two things. First, I would think about. Stockpiling cash because I think you're going to have this period of time. You know, obviously, in the next five to seven years, where you know, I don't know, maybe one of you is going to have to stop working, maybe one of you is going to have to go out on on family leave, maybe you're going to have to do different things. I think you need cash on hand, and so what I think may be helpful in this is not spending money on like silly insurance products, maybe even pulling back a little bit on um, your contributions into retirement a little bit, not a lot, but I'm very interested in finding out the details of your wife's, um, that 57 and a half, what her uh, retirement benefit might be, because that might ease the burden of having to fund as much in her retirement plan at a time when you really do need cash on hand. You absolutely are going to need that. And so I think that's worth exploring. And even, you know, she should just talk to someone in HR or, you know, in benefits who can really hold her hand through it because, you know, you want to really get a good, clear understanding of what it is. I think you guys probably, do you like working with a financial, I mean, you don't have a financial planner, you have a salesperson. I think you might want to work with somebody who can really um, help you out a little bit. And I, I I have some ideas about who I want you to talk to. It's not someone in Pittsburgh. So sorry for all the people listening in Pittsburgh. I don't know anybody offhand, but I do know someone who I think would be an excellent person for you to talk to. And when we get off the air, I'm going to give you um, his contact information.
1: Okay. That'd be perfect. Yep.
0: And I think that, you know, you need this near term plan to get you into this house so that, and I also think you really need to be careful about the decisions you make right now need to be consistent with not just taking care of your four year old, but also the seven year old and also you and your wife, which is very hard to do. You have got you're sort of doing this um, in these moments. I feel like you end up doing like this um, emotional triage, like everything is about my four year old. And like we cannot be it cannot be all about your four year old, even though that's the most important thing happening to you. Because we need to make sure you guys are also secure on the on whatever happens through this period. We really do. And so, you know, if we think of it more as like the family needs financial security as much as possible, that sharp tip of that security is focused on our four-year-old and we have to take care of her and we have to put her in the right place. And we have to be careful not to um, do something that's going to really harm any of us on the other side of this. And there'll be another side of this. It will be an evolution, but we want to make sure that you have someone you can talk to along the way. The other thing I think you're going to need to do, do you guys have estate documents in place?
1: Yes, we did that prior to her initial diagnosis. So. Uh,
0: Okay. So that's good.
1: They should still revisit that because, you know, this might be a case for special needs trust.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say, the the reason why you want to maybe go back to this, and it depends, like, we don't know, like, I hear this story, and I hear wheelchair-bound potentially by age 10, but then you know, maybe weird things happen. Like, uh, you know, there's a recent story about people who have cystic fibrosis are now seeing and they were usually like diagnosed and then given sort of a death sentence in their 30s. Now they're living till their 50s or 60s. So what we want to make sure is that as time goes by with your daughter that, you know, is it possible she could need money in the future that she... Her life is extended beyond what you actually think could happen right now, and that maybe that's something to keep in mind and talk to an estate attorney about. Like, should we make make sure that we have something called a special needs trust in place? If you go back to your original estate attorney, does that attorney know um, about your daughter's diagnosis?
1: No, we've not had any correspondence with him since we executed those documents back in I think it was 2018, so.
0: Okay. I mean, I think it's worth going back to that person and saying, here's what's happened. And we really want to talk to you about whether we think, whether or not you think we need to establish a special needs trust. If that's something that the guy or gal has no history in doing or has no experience doing, ask for a referral to someone who does. Okay? Yep. But I do think... Having an advisor who can help you through this, the thing that's nice about that is that someone can do a lot of the heavy lifting on the planning part. Not selling you product, planning. And the person that I'm going to actually refer to you is somebody who actually really understands insurance products and how to get people out of them. I think I'd rather have you talk to somebody who really understands the ins and outs of the insurance business so that you can extrapolate the most value from these policies that are in place without getting hammered with fees or taxes or anything like that. Okay.
1: That sounds good.
0: Hey, David. I cannot even tell you I'm about to cry because I just, I know you don't need that, but I'm just saying we, we so appreciate you trusting us to listen to your story and help you out. I mean, I can't tell you like, it's such an honor that you have really just shared your story with us and allowed us to help you. So thank you so much for getting in touch with us. So listen, gang, this is a tough one and I'm not going to, you know, belabor it, but just to say that crazy stuff can happen at any moment. And I don't really like planning for the worst. I like considering the worst, dealing with it, putting it back up on the shelf once you've dealt with it, and then figuring out the way, you know, that you can continue to live your life. And so that is what I hope that we can help David and his wife and the family with. If you have a financial question, if you have some scary diagnosis that has entered your life, If things are really good and you just want to make sure that you're on the right track, that's okay too. We like good news too. Go to jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button. Let us know if you'd be willing to come on the air and, um, you know, just check out all the content there and blah, blah, blah. This is a great money reset right here, gang, right here. You never know what's coming around the corner. All right. Now, listen, we are a community here and this guy and his wife and this family, they need your good juju. So you're going to put your hands metaphorically on David and his wife and their seven and four year old girls. And you're going to like say, I'm going to take a moment here. I'm going to be grateful for what I have. And I'm going to give some energy to David and the family. Okay, do that. Please change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow.